Hello, everyone. I'm Patty Murphy. Thank you for listening. Before we get started, we are proud to announce that OnSI has a brand new team member. Alex Roldan is our new photo columnist. If you follow Staten Island photographers on social media, you've probably already seen his work. For this month's featured image, Alex captured the third county courthouse on the grounds of historic Richmond Town on a cold November weekend. Please check out our website at onsi.nyc and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to see more of his work this month and follow along or connect with us by using hashtag SeenOnSI. The OnSI podcast is brought to you by Tom and Suzanne Crimmins, the owners of Tom Crimmins Realty. With their help, we are able to continue to share local Staten Island stories from Tottenville to Tompkinsville and everywhere in between. Now, on with this month's show. On this episode of the OnSI podcast, athletes, on your mark. The starting block of the New York City Marathon returned to Staten Island for the postponed 50th running of one of the most famous races in the world. While it was a smaller field that assembled in Fort Wadsworth than in years past, it still was a big stride toward a greater sense of normalcy. The island's holiday shopping season has shown signs of strength as retailers look to bounce back from the pandemic-induced losses of 2020. How the South Shore Business Improvement District plans to assist this year by shining a spotlight on local establishments. Plus, this episode's Local Hero of the Month is a community leader who always looked to elevate the borough by being a positive influence to so many of its residents. And why even after death, he remains a force for good. Hello, I'm your host, Patty Murphy. We begin this month with the triumphant return of the New York City Marathon, with roughly 30,000 participants from across the globe after the race was canceled in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. That tops our island hopping segment on SI's take of noteworthy, local, and positive things you need to know this month. On SI's Joe Malvasio shares more. Staten Island played host to thousands of athletes who gathered on Sunday, November 7th for the return of the New York City Marathon. While a smaller field than usual made their way over the Verrazano Bridge for the start of the 26.2-mile race, Many said they were inspired to see the Sea of Humanity return to the city's streets. To ensure safety, organizers required runners to be vaccinated or show proof of a negative COVID-19 test within 48 hours of the race. The starting format at Fort Wadsworth was also altered to better space out runners. To commemorate Veterans Day, the Richmond County American Legion hosted a solemn ceremony outside the Staten Island Mall in New Springville, where family and friends of veterans, local elected officials, and the Staten Island chapter of the Rolling Thunder gathered on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of the year, timing that marks the end of the Great War in 1918, known later as World War I. The event included speakers, and musical performances. 
With inflation making Thanksgiving more expensive for families this year and with shortages of some holiday staples like turkeys, there was a renewed effort this month to help those in need, especially those who experience food insecurity. This included a stop on the island by representatives from the New York Mets, who doled out more than 100 turkeys to families in need. The Mets also brought a $5,000 donation to support the island based nonprofit Project Hospitality that operates a food pantry on Bay Street. If you're looking for unique local gifts created by independent businesses, Shop Staten Island has you covered. The Staten Island Chamber of Commerce sponsors the e commerce platform which provides extra sales and exposure for participating merchants. Launched in 2020 during the height of the coronavirus pandemic, the Chamber's online marketplace became a spot that allowed Staten Island businesses, regardless of Chamber membership, to list and sell their products online at no cost. It's all part of the National Shop Where I Live initiative that creates marketplace websites in partnership with Chambers of Commerce and economic development organizations. The initiative's motto is where Main Street meets the internet. The Shop Staten Island page at shopwhereilive.com boasts more than 60 vendors and features plenty of Staten Island-specific items, including hoodies and other apparel. It's hard to believe that the 2021 holiday season is already upon us. But efforts led by the South Shore Business Improvement District to support small business owners and spread holiday cheer are well underway, with more planned for the upcoming weeks. I spoke with South Shore Bid President Gary Fleming about the exciting plans for local businesses and green spaces to help locals celebrate the true meaning of the season. Gary, welcome to the OnSI podcast. Thanks for being with me today. Thank you for having me. Since we're recording this right after Thanksgiving, I wanted to see if you can recap for our listeners what the South Shore bid had going on for the holiday weekend. So uh, every year, uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we do our annual tree lighting in the town of Annadale, which is one of the towns that's part of the bid. Um, We usually attract anywhere from 500 to 1,000 people. Unfortunately, last year we didn't get to do it. So this year was uh, very, very exciting, but this is something that we've been doing um, with the local towns and um, even with the local businesses where they come out and they, you know, we we have one company that does hot chocolate and, you know, we have people that come out and pizzerias come out and they start feeding everybody. Um, But it's a a great gathering. We have a, a train for the kids. We have bouncy houses. Um, and we basically light up this uh, huge uh, tree that's in located in the t- you know, center of town. Um, and then besides that, all of the other towns that are part of that bid also have street lights that we put up, uh, you know, right after Thanksgiving, just to kind of, you know, get the festivities going. It's so festive. Is the South Shore bid like the youngest bid in the borough? I feel like Forest Avenue and New Dorp are pretty established. Yes, you are correct. Uh, we are the newer ones. Um, you know, we are, we're also looking into getting more of the towns involved in our bid, um, pretty much to cover all of the South Shore. So we are working on that uh, because we get a lot of the other towns. You know, again, like you said, you lived in Tottenville and, and Huguenot asking us about it. And we really want to try and make them a part of it because I think obviously the more towns we have, the bigger we'll be and the more things that we can do for the community. So but we we are the babies on the block. 
to be clear for those who don't know, which neighborhoods are part of the business improvement district? So the South Shore bid is what we're pretty much known as, uh, includes Great Kills, Eltingville, which is where I'm from, and Annadale. Those are the three towns. And we've featured bids on the podcast before, but I'm wondering what makes the South Shore bid unique? Well, I live here, of course. That's what makes it unique. Uh, but no, uh, the South Shore bid, it, it's a different community. I mean, I always tell everybody I'm, I'm born and raised from Staten Island. I've been here my entire life. I live in Eltingville. Um, I own a business in Eltingville. I own a business in Annadale as well. It, the South Shore is just, it's, it's unlike any other area of Staten Island. We have, there's just so much. There's so many things that we do for the community. And there's so many things that we do for the, the businesses. Obviously, I, I favor it because I was born and raised here. I actually am a North Shore girl. I was born you would and know. raised. You would know, right? <laughs> all, will, all unique. Yes. Well, in 2020, I actually moved down to Tottenville for a bit. And I was actually okay. very close to the conference house. And you're right. There are differences between the different shores, North Shore, South Shore, West Shore. You know, everybody has yeah. their own character. And it's really... Yeah, that's a good... I like that. I like that analogy right there. That's a good, <laughs> good way to put it. <laughs> but it's important because, you know, I think we do celebrate each other at the end of the day. There's like friendly competition from time to time. But um, it really comes down to supporting one another and celebrating our communities. And I want to talk more about that Annadale tree lighting ceremony, because I know it is such an important part of the community. Can you describe why that is for listeners? Oh, just again, because of what we've gone through over the past whatever year and a half feels like almost two years now. It's just it's it's a great gathering just to see families. It's like almost like you know, something out of a movie, like, you know, I, I, I was telling my kids, I said, Hey guys, I said, you know, listen, tonight's the Annadale tree lighting. And I felt like I was watching something on a Hallmark channel where, you know, everybody goes down to the local town and, you know, there, there's just the kids see Santa Claus and they see the tree and it, it's, it's amazing. It's like I said, it's just something like out of a, out of a movie. Why do you think it's so important to support small businesses and green spaces in these communities? Well, I mean, more so, especially now than ever. I mean, my, uh, you know, I, as I told you before, I, I own a few businesses on the island and, you know, uh, it, it's just amazing how we strive during that moment and that time and, and we're still here. Um, the reason I think that we're still here is because, you know, the people that live in these towns supported the businesses so much and, you know, came out in droves and just really tried to bring them back up it was scary. I mean, it was, it was something that, you know, we thought we would never ever see in any of our lives. Um, but I just think that the community really stepped it up and, you know, they came out. I remember, you know, going to pizzerias and, 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 you know, uh, given just buy an extra just to make it so that they, they were able to survive. Yeah. I, and this isn't the first time we've navigated crisis. I think back to hurricane Sandy and how that was a similar situation where, you know, Staten Island is a special borough because when it comes to those times, everybody steps up. Yes. Were there any lessons learned from maybe Sandy or COVID that you are going to continue to apply to the bid going forward? I mean, you just, you have to be there for people. I, you know, it's something that we take for granted every day. Like, you know, we've lived our, I've lived my life forever, just not realizing what people go through. We just, 
you know, every day going to the deli or going to the bagel store, just a normal occurrence. And then all of a sudden this hits and you realize that this is what these people live for. I mean, this is their livelihood, their families. It puts food on their table. So we took that for granted. And now at least I, I think we see that, you know, there were some business that's, businesses that were not able to survive. Um, but the ones that did, I mean, you just, you don't realize how, how much they need the community um, in order to, to live. Is there anything else you want to highlight about the bid, the types of businesses that are a part of it and the types of services your group will continue to provide? We meet every other month. I mean, we have ideas and, and unlike a lot of other you know, organizations, a lot of times they don't come to fruition where, I mean, I make it a point that, you know, this is what we're going to do. Let's get it done. We, we did a whole uh, thing with the hand sanitizers. I mean, just to pick something that we, you know, we went out to all the businesses and gave them to them for free. Um, but I just, you know, my thing is, is I wish more people knew about the bid and that's what we're trying our hardest to do is, is to promote it and get people to understand what it actually does and what it actually does for the community um, and I think that's our, our biggest, um, you know, thing that we have to get through, but it's slowly starting and I, I can see more and more that people are always asking me about it and what it is. And, um, we just want to continue to do more for the community, uh, whether it be again, the Annadale tree lighting, um, you know, we did concerts in the park, we did painting in the park, family days. Um, we really just want to get the community, you know, excited and, and to be a part of it. Where can people go to learn more or to support the South Shore Bid? So we have our own website. It's the SouthShoreBid.com. People can go there, learn about everything that we're doing. Like we just, when we did the Anna Del Tree lighting, we had Santa Claus come, we had a photographer come, took all the pictures. Now all those pictures are up on the website so people can view them and download them and show their family and friends. That's excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I think uh, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you asking, you know, uh, us about it. And uh, hopefully this uh, gets out there and, and teaches people more and more about what the bid is all about. Now, we are proud to bring you our local Hero of the Month, a segment made possible with support from Tom and Suzanne Crimmins of Tom Crimmins Realty. In this installment, we celebrate the life and legacy of a Staten Island educator and athlete who spent his life striving to make a positive influence on the borough and its residents. In August 2020, many Islanders mourned the loss of an exemplary community leader and friend. Lauren Sambersino, better known as Larry, wore many hats over the course of his lifetime. A native of Mariner's Harbor, he was a student athlete who was the proud product of a public school education. He attended college at Wagner where he played football for the Falcons, but his athletic career was sidelined due to a back injury. Ambrosino then decided to pursue a career in education, a fulfilling and successful profession that spanned five decades. While his professional accolades mounted, he still found time to volunteer and serve on boards that benefited the borough and its children, such as the Staten Island Council of Boy Scouts, Catholic Youth Organization, and Police Athletic League. His son, also named Larry, paints a vivid picture of his memory. Basically, when he walked into a room, he would own it. You know, everybody looked up to him. He, he had a very strong personality. Everybody always wanted to be around him. 
I used to tell him as a kid growing up, I'd say, Dad, why do you always, you know, compliment somebody? And he said, because you always want to make somebody feel good. You know, and he didn't have to do that, but he always went the extra to let somebody know something positive. In 1978, Ambrosino became assistant principal of Intermediate School 72 in New Springville and later spearheaded the renaming campaign in honor of Officer Rocco Lori. Ambrosino strived to keep his childhood friend's memory alive through a Rocco Lori scholarship fund that has awarded more than $200,000 in helping young students further their educations. In 1980, at the age of 32, he was appointed principal of PS57 in Clifton, becoming the youngest principal in New York City. Known for having boundless energy and optimism over the course of his lifetime, Ambrosino continued his professional and personal achievements, including being inducted into the Newdorp High School Football Hall of Fame and the Newdorp High School Alumni Foundation Hall of Fame. In 2017, he was honored as a Wagner College Alumni Fellow. You know, he could have been in business, but he didn't want to. He wanted to be an educator. He wanted to change lives. You know, so that's the direction that he chose. And, you know, he he sacrificed that, you know, even for his family, you know. And, you know, he always had multiple jobs. He was just, um, you know, he was always about helping people, though. Leukemia took Ambrosino's life after a valiant two-and-a-half-year struggle but his spirit lives on in the indelible mark he left on his family, friends, and students from across the borough. That is why we are recognizing Larry Ambrosino as our local Hero of the Month in memoriam. Growing up, watching him, I didn't realize it early on until, like, you know, I became a man. I really started to see that, you know, my father was someone special. Yeah, it was pretty wild. And finally, in case you missed it, in our last edition of On SI, we spoke with Cece Akuri, the Senior Development Manager at the American Cancer Society. The American Cancer Society started making strides against breast cancer walks each October to unite communities in the fight against the deadly disease. This year's walk drew about 8,000 participants to the boardwalk along Father Capadano Boulevard, including breast cancer survivors, their supporters, and community sponsors. This is the first time the fundraiser was held since 2019, as it was canceled in 2020 due to the pandemic. We know that one in eight women are gonna fight breast cancer in their lifetime. Shockingly, breast cancer has surpassed lung cancer to become the number one diagnosed cancer worldwide. Now, pre-pandemic, only 63% of women were up to date on their mammogram, 63%. In this day and age, knowing what we know, we should be at 100% each year. We have guidelines in place that came through the American Cancer Society with when to start your mammograms. I just feel like until we're at 100% of people getting mammograms, this is something we have to highlight every year. That'll do it for this edition of On SI. A thank you to Gary Fleming, Larry Ambersino, and Tom and Suzanne Crimmins. Please check out our website at onsi.nyc and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We feature stories that matter to locals. If you have one you'd like to share, email it to us 
at stories at onsi.nyc. Until next time, be well. The On SI podcast is brought to you by Tom and Suzanne Crimmins, the owners of Tom Crimmins Realty. Tom Crimmins Realty is an independent, family-run business that knows how important it is to foster strong, community-minded neighborhoods. To that end, if you have a positive story you would like us to share, let our team know about it. Email us at stories at onsi.nyc.